0: Damaging storms have hit us over and over. Shamrock is leading up the recovery effort. Get a free inspection, and if need be, we'll repair or replace your roof while working with your insurance company to set your mind at ease. One call does it all. Shamrockrooper.com.
1: Impress your friends, amaze your coworkers, make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Fourth quarter of the program begins right now, finishing strong here on a Friday. A beautiful, sunny, warm Friday on February 2nd uh, as the Chiefs are headed to their sixth Super Bowl appearance. Sixth Super Bowl appearance. Uh, A chance to win their fourth championship as a franchise, which would mean only four franchises in NFL history have more Super Bowl wins. If the Chiefs win, they would have four. The only ones with more would be the San Francisco 49ers with five. Very important to beat the Niners Mm -hmm. so they don't get further out in front Mm -hmm. of you. Uh, The Niners and Cowboys with five. The Patriots and the Steelers with six would be the only franchises with more. They'd be tied with the Giants. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and Packers, Packers, Packers. Uh, with four, so uh, they would move into uh, rarefied air. Yep, uh, if they can uh, get to that uh, win. So uh, certainly, uh, looking forward to it. Jockey, what do you think about jockey? Because that's is they, he so short. No, no, jockey is what they call people who do valet. And that's his a, a valet that's a driver s- side gig yeah. while going to school. Yeah, oh, they, right. they, they, they call you a jockey. Need, need, need a jockey? That's what they call valet drivers. So jockey. What do you think? What about what about what about like uh, shoemaker, or who is like the best jockey? Who are some of the mm. great jockeys? Lafitte Pinquet. All right, Jack. Not bad. <laughs> it could be, but no one. What knows do you think? Shoemakers. You like that? We'll see. Monday by Monday, he's got to have him. We got a hermit. Yep. Yeah, we got her- hermits. Already. But uh, we got to figure it out uh, on this kid. All right, let's get things started here. Uh, we don't have much time because we got to get to Kevin Harlan coming up here in a second. Uh, we had a caller. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. who called in, and we also had an emailer. Uh, I, I know I was made aware, that uh, claimed that I said, Chris said that on the Central Bank pregame show, in talking about Kadarius Tony, I said, uh, I wish he'd never been born. And then it was also said, well, I said, uh, the world would be a better place if Kadarius Tony was never born. So in an interest of fairness, we went back, we pulled the tape. Here is the conversation that we had, myself, Matt, Mark Bo Richter, mm. and you. And Adam. And Adam, uh, all of us discussing the situation where said comment was said. I mean, yeah. it is true. If they don't turn the ball over, what could they be? They're 5-5. Five and five. They've had 10 games negative yes. in the turnover differential. There's one team in football with the worst... Uh, Giveaway, takeaway than the Chiefs, and they're one win away from the Super Bowl. And we can think of one one game in particular where if they just had, if they didn't have one of those turnovers, being the Lions game, they would have won it. Oh, I can yeah. tell you that had Kadarius Toney not been born, yeah, the Chiefs are the one seat, <laughs> and this game is here. I mean, they might not have won the Super Bowl last year, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe what well, 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 Kaderi- I'm not trying to be facetious. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, it's been a historically oh. disaster, like I, that's the biggest kept secret on a national level, oh yeah, is how much oh, their chiefs receivers are number one in drops, Yeah, you, you don't even that you're not even close. Two point eight yards per carry when he's been handed the ball, six point three yards per catch. My point is purely football. I did not say anything about the world being a better place. Here it is again. Here's my comment. Oh, I can yeah. tell you that had Kadarius Tony not been born Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs are the one seat. And this game is here. I'm uh I'm many things, right? And not all of them positive for sure, but I know what I say, and I think about what I say, and I research what I say, and I prepare what I'm going to say and what I'm going to talk about. And I say some things for effect, like we all do. Listen, we're in the – I think information and knowledge is entertaining. And so, like, that's one of the things we we try very hard about. You can ask Jockey. I don't know if that's going to stick. We told him, we don't get things wrong, right? He was working right. on something. else. we don't make mistakes. And we take that very seriously. We try to do our research. We try to be factually correct. If we're not, we immediately – You know, get it right and and apologize and explain what happened and why we were wrong. I am not wrong about this. I did not say the man, the world would be a better place without Canarias. Tony, Chris, you're out of line. And as is anybody else who's sending emails, you may not have liked that comment. And is it a harsh comment? I don't know. It is if your mind took it to where you thought I was going to go. My point was simply, if he's not on this team, then the Kansas City Chiefs have two more wins. And they're playing this game at Arrowhead Stadium. Didn't need to play it at Arrowhead Stadium. But it's been a disastrous season, and I stand by that. Yep. I stand 100% by those comments. So, Chris, you're out of line. I'll look for your apology and anyone else who's complained to Lebo or other members of management for stating things that I did not say. And and you want to be a man? Call in and apologize. That'd on be great. You. To me, if you make an accusation, a loud accusation, and you're wrong, the apology needs to be just as loud. Yeah, I would, I'd I'd like to see that. I doubt we'll hear from Chris. Let's uh, hear from Matt Nagy today. He was talking about Canarius Tony and talked about how he looked in practice yesterday. I thought he looked good. Um, for us, it's it's uh, it's a day by day thing for for him and where he's at, and um, you know. But all, all the guys right now, it's kind of a, an interesting week just because you do have that extra week. So just really mentally keeping the pace up for everybody, but also um, physically trying to make sure that you don't lose your conditioning as well. But he did good. Is he in a good, for lack of better term, headspace? Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. And again, we're we're evaluating all that with every player every day, just kind of seeing where they're at. We want to be able to see it in practice. It's so important to be able to see these guys practice and see how they how they're doing individually
0: and then how they fit within the scheme and what we have.
1: They're doing an unbelievable job of making this not a thing. I mean, it's impressive. Masterclass. Matter of factly, Andy Reid. Matter of factly, Matt Nagy. And they're just moving on. Listen, uh, they're pretty good at what they do. I don't know you seen. There's a lot of jewelry being tapped on podiums uh, around the Kansas City Chiefs. So, We'll find out. We'll see if he's actually going to sit down and talk to the media, and uh, I think they'll probably do a pretty good job of handling whatever it is he does say. Uh, listen, we don't want to shortchange the best in the business. Kevin Harlan uh, from CBS, TNT, and Westwood One. He joins us next. Welcome back. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Always like to finish strong here on a Friday with the Voice of America, CBS, TNT, Westwood One. You'll hear his fantastic call of the Super Bowl right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh,
0: Mr. Harlan, sir, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great, uh If I are doing any better, be illegal. be yes. illegal. I, I am probably illegal right now. No, I'm doing well and looking. And looking. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you in Las Vegas next Friday when we'll, we, uh, we'll be meeting. Are
1: we going to hit the crap tables?
0: <laughs> I can't even spell crap, let alone play craps, but I would like to uh, maybe watch you do it. How's that sound? I, 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 I can I watch it pro.
1: I am uh, currently scheduled to leave on Friday, but I was thinking about this. I'll bet you don't get in. You've probably got an NBA game Thursday night, and you probably get into Vegas on Friday, don't you?
0: I do. I've gone in L.A. Uh, nuggets and Lakers, and then come in about nine o'clock on Friday morning and go right to Radio Row. I'll be there for six hours. All right,
1: uh, which everybody should. Right before a broadcast, do six hours of interviews. <laughs>
0: yeah. warms, warms you
1: up. I love the thinking. Yeah, yeah. call an NBA game <laughs> over the roar of the crowd. Do six hours of interviews. <laughs> then let's call the Super Bowl. I like the way you operate, oh, Kevin. That's impressive. Um it
0: is chaos, right? Wouldn't you say it's chaos? It, Radio Rose is chaos. It
1: is chaos. I will consider. I will strongly consider. I just the only thing would be finances as to why I wouldn't do it. Because I have friends in <laughs> Vegas, so I can always find a place to stay for a night. Um, even though I'm supposed to skedaddle for my uh my accommodations as it is now. If you want to hit the tables, I'll see if I can move my flight to Saturday. <laughs> so we can go roll the bones.
0: I might, um, well, uh, let's, 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 let, let, let's think about that. Okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I think I've actually, I think I've got a, a dinner I've got to go to. Okay. I'm actually going to Vegas, I'm actually going to Vegas tomorrow, uh, to speak with Kurt Warner on oh, wow. Sunday. Okay. And, uh, for an hour and then flying right back here to Kansas City on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. So I've got to go back and I'll, I'll do a scouting mission, but I think okay. most of the people are kind of heading in. The media people are kind of getting in there uh, over this weekend, yep. and of course, this has the lure of being Las Vegas. So, uh, mixing uh, pleasure with work and and uh, and making it a real worthwhile trip. It will be it will be a draw, I think, for many media types like ourselves that that uh, we have been looking forward to the Super Bowl for a, for a handful of years since they put it in the books.
1: Yes. Um it will be uh quite the quite the festivities for sure. And so uh we'll see. Uh sounds like it could be tough with your always uh busy schedule, but uh we'll see. We'll see if uh fate smiles on us. You know, maybe we'll just duck out of the radio row on Friday. Go go maybe hit, we'll do that.
0: Maybe hit, we'll do that. That's hit some tables.
1: I'll have to look at your schedule, see which uh shows I know and I'll be like, Yeah, by the way, Mr. Harlan's not gonna make it. He's we're gonna go play crap. So uh we'll
0: see if it happens. And you know, I, and you told me last week you want to go see Celine Dion so I know that you've got right. fans already yeah yeah, yeah. You're, and, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be tied up with that so yes. you know, I don't know where we're gonna fit this in but let's 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 work on it this yeah week. And, and and of
1: course and let's not forget your your passion for the Cirque du Soleil uh you want to hit as oh, many yes. yeah. many versions yeah. of that as you can I know while you're there yep
0: yeah you got yeah. it I yeah. was in Cirque du Soleil at one time and uh, that was a, a painful – I'm still suffering some back problems from that. But, sure. Uh, a, a chapter in my life I don't like to uh, bring up, but uh, that was exciting for sure.
1: And and then the last thing I'll say about Kevin's trips to Vegas, people don't know this, but a close personal friend, he never Ubers, he doesn't take a cab. Uh, when he lands, his good buddy Carrot Top will be there to pick him up and uh, <laughs> drive him around town. So
0: can Wayne Newton. I think he's still alive. Like, I think Wayne so.
1: still alive? I, I think Google yeah. it, kids. Google it. Uh, find out. Uh, Don Gushin. <laughs> okay, I'm stop right uh, I love it. I love it. That's I'm fantastic. Way, I'm
0: way too excited for
1: Vegas. Well, way too excited. Are, how surprised are we? I mean, maybe not right when they get to the AFC Championship game and their one went away, but they were underdogs against the Baltimore Ravens. But now let's go back to Christmas Day and the debacle that was the game against the Raiders Boy, how shocking is it to see these Chiefs here ready to defend their their championship?
0: Well, I think everybody kind of thought they were ready to pull the trigger at any time and maybe kind of hit their stride, and it certainly wasn't Christmas Day at Arrowhead. And it took took some doing, and it was a little rough, a lot of turbulence along the way, but they finally found that sweet spot, and they've hit it now, three straight weekends, and I think they're peaking at the right time, clearly. Uh, You and I picked them. To make it, I think you and I start picking them uh, back in August and September, and and right on through. There were some dark days. There's no doubt. There were some days where you had to, you know, uh, perhaps catch your breath and there were a moment of pause. But here they are going back again. We should never doubt them, right? You should never doubt the heart of a champion. And um, I don't think either of us did. I I didn't. I think most Chiefs fans felt like somewhere somehow they were going to figure it out, and they did at the exact perfect time. And uh, they rolled their way right through the playoffs. Um, They won two on the road, which they had never done before. I kind of chuckle, quite frankly, when I hear people say, well, are they a dynasty? Are they a dynasty? (laughs) They're going four (laughs) in five years. That never happens. It just happened with the Patriots. And so we're a little bit numb to it. And of course they did it over two decades, but only a handful of teams have done it four times in five years. And uh, and with the young quarterback and uh, the way this guy drafts in the front office, uh, beach, I mean, like sky's the limit, and there is no there is no end it seems like in sight, and that's that's great for Chiefs fans and great for the city, but this is maybe maybe uh, I would allow it a mini mini dynasty, but I wouldn't say uh, I, I got to tell you I, I just I just think what they've done is remarkable to, to have the wherewithal mentally, physically, to work their way to this point for the last five years is just amazing to me. Just amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, what a great testament to them, I think, over the stretch run, of, and we've talked about it, to really begin to embrace what they are. You know, I think it's they may have kind of set a new standard of spend three quarters of the season Trying to be all that you can be, but then in the last quarter, embrace what it is you are, and and stop trying to do the things well that you shared. can't do. You know, that that really well feels shared. like what they've done.
0: I, I I agree, and well said by you. I I think that think that uh, it, it's taken them this time to work out the kinks, to clearly get some guys up to speed, and um and then get everybody on the same page. And uh, the quarterback looks more relaxed. Um, uh, the the sideline looks better. I mean, everything that the body language is, is certainly, um, the kind that you expect from a champion. And, And I think we kind of forget, I mean, we don't forget, but I think the rest of the world does. This is the defending champion. And it's been a while since we've had consecutive wins in the Super Bowl by one team. And, uh, and this would be the perfect team to do it. Now, uh, I, I, Baltimore played their worst game of the season. Uh, buffalo had five starters out on defense dolphins had five starters out on defense and i think we've heard that story and those are the facts and and they are what they are but uh, at the same time this team met the challenge and was able to do what they did on the road against the best of the nfl and the best of the afc in particular with the dolphins and everyone was talking about the dolphins all year they were talking about buffalo and Bills finished strong, and everybody had uh, Baltimore circled with the MVP, the presumptive MVP, and Lamar Jackson. But um, I'll go back to that other statement that I'm borrowing from Rudy Tomjanovich, the head coach of the Houston Rockets in the mid-'90s, never, ever doubt the heart of a champion. And and some did, and they're left now eating crow. They're left kind of uh, licking their wounds, saying, you know what? I underestimated them. I didn't know they had it. And And it would have been easy to do along the way, because it was not the team that I think all of us envisioned uh, that, that had been making the run year after year to the Super Bowl, winning it last year. But um, the great teams always find a way in the midst of turnover on the roster, um, maybe not the, 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 the exact performance, uh, dealing with being the biggest game on everybody's schedule, handling the pressure that comes with being a defending champion, all those things. And yet, here they are. They've answered them one by one by one. And it's uh, it has been a real pleasure to watch. This may be, uh, this may go down as a more satisfying season because they had to work through so many different issues and changes and just, you know, maybe everybody not quite at their optimum performance, yet they still made it work. And that there's got to be an incredible amount of satisfaction with that.
1: Yeah, well, for sure. And is this defense with what they did against the Baltimore Ravens? I know the Ravens beat them by just a little bit as far as points allowed, but is this actually the best defense in football after what they did to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens?
0: Well, uh, I I can't explain the Ravens. That was clearly and, and unequivocally their worst performance of the year, but was it caused by the Chiefs defense? Did they make the kind of moves? I, did I see something the other day? And you may correct me if I'm wrong. I've got so many numbers floating around my head after all these games. But, but, um, did I see over the last three games in the second half, the Chiefs defense has allowed only 10 points? I, I, I think if we go back and count, I think they've allowed a touchdown and a, and a field goal in the second halves wow. of the Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore games. I think they've only allowed 10 points in the second half. Listen, uh, the defense that I think always been kind of viewed as, as the Achilles heel, as maybe the part that was not pulling its weight and the offense was going to drag it and they were just going to outscore everybody. So in a year when the offense may not have been as scintillating as it's been in the past, the defense finally rose to the occasion. And that's what great organizations do. They have maybe one segment of the three uh, that, that stands head and shoulders above the rest and the others are just good enough to get you there. And that's kind of what's happened here. The defense has been the shining star. I'm, I'm so happy for Steve uh, Spagnolo. I'm happy for Chris Jones. I, like all these, all these defensive players, these bright young cornerbacks, all these guys that have uh, that have put together this monumental defensive season and, and look no further than the second halves of the three playoff games for the Chiefs and allowing a total of 10 points in those three second half. All right,
1: that is great Kevin Harlan from CBS TNT Western 1. You'll hear his call right here of the Super Bowl on Sports Radio 810 WHB, your home of the National Football League. We'll take a quick break, come back with Kevin, uh, get into Patrick Mahomes, talk about his greatness. Where is it? Is it past Tom Brady? Uh, what is his level of play? Or how should we view it right now? We can do that next with Kevin Harlan here in the program. Welcome back. You're listening to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Saren so Petro with you, Kevin Harlan with us here in the program, the best of the business, the man who will call the Super Bowl right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You're home of the National Football League. Kevin, of late, I've heard a number of people, Mike Greenberg at ESPN, Colin Coward at Fox, stating that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I'm curious, what's your view? The level he's playing at uh, right now, where where is he? Or or maybe what's at stake in this game for Patrick Mahomes?
0: Well, I I don't think anything is at stake in this one except just building on what is a peerless resume. I, I, I think you'd be foolish not to say in the first six years as a starter with this guy, that he's been to um, four Super Bowls. He's won two. He's been a two-time regular season MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. And and I don't have it in front of me. I, I can't believe anyone at that position has done that in the first six years as a starter. Um, I I and and, I, and I've heard these same things talked about. And if you're going to go down that road, I think you're very safe in saying top three or four of all time. Because no one has has gone down this path and had that kind of success and that kind of decoration. But quite frankly, I I feel like, why are we doing this kind of halfway through his career? Um, It's easy, I guess, to be led down that road when you've got all these different things he's done in such a short amount of time and so early in his career. Many of the great quarterbacks, aside from Brady, you know, didn't go to the Super Bowl until they're in their seventh, eighth, ninth year, like Peyton Manning, and 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 some of these others, and, and and certainly, you know, didn't maybe win right off the bat. It took a couple times to get in there and do it, and with different teams in some cases. But but this guy has done it with the same head coach, basically the same cast, except for some changes along the way, which uh, attrition will lead to that in a roster. But but I I just think we're we may not even be at halftime of his career and what's to be written. I mean, they've got such great momentum. It's hard to think of this team not always competing with him at quarterback. I mean, if he's playing and, and, uh, and I think there's a, there's a will there that is kind of that intangible. I think there's that, that, that cerebral part, which leads you to think that every snap he takes and every game he plays, He's getting smarter. He's getting wiser. He's getting more adept at picking out where he can attack the defense and change the play at the line and uh, make his declarations and do the things that he does so well. He knows. I think he's smarter when running. I think he's really been smart lately when to run, not only because of what the defense is allowing him to do, but just where it fits in the game and in the body of the play and in the body of the game plan. So, like, all these things are just building upon one another. So as the information continues to pile up and and the, the, the brains now almost are matching the God-given gifts of throwing the ball and his maneuverability, you, you just say, you know, we may not even be at halftime of his story, which is just astounding considering what he's already done. Now, listen, I, I don't think anybody would say that that, um, this can go on forever. We all know that. Uh, at, at the same time, uh, the, the body of work that they have built in, in his starting career as a, as an NFL quarterback is, I believe, without beer. Um, and, and thus I would have to put him, he's, he may be in a category all by himself. Um, I think Brady clearly with longevity, same head coach, same organization, and all these different things is is at the top of the heap. But what this guy is doing, it's greater than Rogers. It's greater than Favre. It's greater than Manning, or at least it's on that path. Payton's one two with two different teams. Uh Montana won of course four. Uh I believe, right? A three or four. Young won, you know, Bradshaw won four, Pittsburgh. Uh, Otto Graham won I think uh seven in ten years. NFL championships with Cleveland. Bart Starr won two. Like I mean you, you, can, you can really begin to to wheel down that number uh, succinctly, but then you put the statistics in there. And that's where he begins to pass guys like Graham and Starr. And, and, and now you, you you narrowed that category a little bit more. And, and so statistically, individually, his numbers, I think, are going to surpass the greats. So he's going to have it statistically. And he's going to have it with the hardware and the great honors he's received. Um, yeah, we're we're just halfway through this story with him, I do believe.
1: Um, I'll answer your question where you said, you know, why the need to talk about it now. Uh, one, it's fun. Two, I have four it hours to fill. Four hours to fill <laughs> yeah, every day. I'm and right fine. now, I have two weeks to fill before they play a game, Kevin. That is why yes, we I'm will discuss sorry. it right uh, now. I know good, Saran. I'm all,
0: I'm all for it, and I'm in back you 110%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I am with you. but I, I And I do think the the – I've told everybody, like, hey, the Chiefs will be the greatest thing. All week, cause now they're rolling again and now everybody's, everybody's gonna feel like, you know, everyone who ventured out and picked the Ravens could be like, well, gotta screw that. I gotta get back over here on the Chiefs. And they're gonna come back on the Chiefs tenfold to show you that, no, no, I understand the Chiefs. So we're gonna hear a lot of Chiefs talk. But if they lose, wait to hear everybody talk about how they flopped. Like it's just, it's, we're so reactionary to the last piece of information. And I think your point about why True. talk about it now is a good one because we do get the rest of his career. I, I do think it's interesting in all seriousness to kind of chart where we are as we go along. You know, Blair Kirkhoff made a great point uh, yesterday, uh, by the way, his first, um, you know, which was a big moment not, for no, us. No.
0: Blair, no. that is untrue. I don't <laughs> believe that for a second.
1: We, we haven't we, we haven't had Blair on every every Thursday for for ten plus years because he's only made one good point. Obviously, we love Blair; he's great. But he he, he I love that he, guy. He, oh, he's I fantastic. That guy. Man, oh he me. he put it perfectly. He said, "You know, Bill James has this uh, stat in baseball like uh, career peak." He said, and he said, "Then there's the career total." He said, "Patrick Mahomes' career peak is the highest ever." And that's how I've been kind of phrasing it. I think he's playing quarterback better than anybody's ever played it. Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Probably not yet. Tom Brady's got a bigger body of work. You've got to put more of a body of work. Not that he's got to have eight Super Bowls or 85,000 passing yards. I don't know that it'll just come down to, you know, a quantity of championships because Michael Jordan has less championships than Bill Russell, than Casey Jones, and people settled on Michael Jordan being the best of all time. Um, You know, but I, I think – His peak right now is higher than we've ever seen anyone play. He adds maybe not Mike Vick escapability, but really brilliant escapability, good athleticism with an incredible view of the field, unbelievable touch, a fastball when he needs it. We saw great game management out of him throwing the ball away early in the game to not give up yards on a sack, but taking the sacks late in the game to keep the the clock ticking, which shows that he's not just a gunslinger. He's a game manager. He's a game thinker. He's a game, you know, general. Like, he's checking every box right now. I just, I think the best way I would put it is, I don't know what it's going to be when it's all said and done, but right now he's playing it better than anyone's ever played it.
0: Yep, I, I, I would agree with everything you've said. And he, he's played it with, um, I'll go back to something I was touching on, and that is, you know, maybe early on it was all-armed, and all athleticism, and running, and just doing the things that physically he could do. Uh, but you said something there about managing, and I know that the other quarterback is being criticized for being a game manager, which I just do not get. What that kid's doing is is one in a million. Uh, final pick of the draft, two straight NFC Championship games he's taken his team to, did it as a rookie, did it again, over 4,200 passing yards. Um, set a record for the 49ers with an organization that's had some outstanding quarterbacks, John Brody, Joe Montana, and of course, Steve Young. Um, um, But but I I do think the mental side of the game, and this is inherent in all quarterbacks, they don't come into this league knowing how to decipher defenses and how to shift their offense in a split-second observation but that's kind of where he is right now like he has a beautiful mind he has we've always thought the arm was was uh, you know beautiful we we always knew his his ability to maneuver in the pocket by time was uncanny um but now he's got the mind um that is that is you know gone right in lockstep with his his god-given physical ability and and to me that's what i see um, that's what the scouts have said to me. Um, people that I talked to about, what you know, and, and but I think this is true for all the great quarterbacks. Montana was probably the same way with the Niners. Peyton Manning, who came into the league um, with, with without the physical gifts, um, relied more on his mind, and that became a bigger factor for him uh, as he left Tennessee and came into the NFL and played with the Colts and led them to all those great years. Brady. Did not have the the physical trait, but his is almost more just sheer determination now he had a he had a terrific arm, but not a generational arm. he had you know we know that the athleticism was average at best, um, but he was with the right coach at the right time and and he pushed himself to the limits and, and that's what I admire most about Brady is that he had to do it on both fronts that like he could never rest. And, and he, he couldn't continue to work his body as hard as his mind and vice versa. Like, he had to do both. Well, Patrick comes in and knew the game, but knew it probably from a standpoint of, of you know, I've got this arm. I have so much trust in it. I can put it places that I know no one else can. I can heed that thing 70 yards. Not a lot of guys can do that. I can outmaneuver. I've got quick twitch. I've got all these things. But the part that is, I think, so gratifying, and I'm sure for Reed, it's the same way, is that when they get this game plan going on Tuesday and present it Tuesday night to him and then to the team on Wednesday, you know, like he is, he is so much further ahead in the process, understanding, you know, why a play does this and the options in that play. And, and it's been a steady build. And no one expects a quarterback to leave college and automatically just claim it. Now I would say this about Purdy. He, he must have a lot of that mental side that, that he, and the acuity, um, because physically he doesn't have perhaps what Gifts Patrick has or other quarterbacks have had. So he's had to rely like Brady, maybe more on, I've got to think this through and, and that's got to be my strength and then let the other parts kind of take over. You know, all these quarterbacks in the NFL can do so much physically. But when that mind takes over, um, you know that's that's a pretty good combination. And for Patrick, we're seeing probably almost like like a new frontier hatching with what he does both medic, med, uh, mentally and physically. And it's it, it's been a big reason why they are right now. I mean, he's he is the core uh, of the team. He's the core of why they are again in the Super Bowl. And he's gotten everybody on. On, on the same page. And, and that is a remarkable accomplishment.
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. And, and I think, you know, you, you make, you come back in the playoff games the way Brock Purdy did, you're doing something, right? Like that, that's the real deal. That's the ultimate pressure back against the wall. And uh, I'm with you. I like what you said about Purdy. I, I think he's not getting enough credit, uh, for the season that he's had. And so
0: that's and one he's of the a winner, right? He, yes. He's a winner. He's just a winner. Clearly the yes. kid he was a high school player of the year in Arizona. He, you know, he went to Iowa state um, Record that are there afterthought in everybody's draft board. Um, and, and we know the final player chosen in the draft. Listen, there've been a handful of undrafted quarterbacks that have gotten uh, to be a starter in the super bowl and, and have done pretty well. Jake DeLome. I mean, you know, Kurt Warner, who I played with, you know, who is you talk about afterthoughts, my dad, he wasn't, he wasn't even on the radar and then, and then kind of came out of no place. But, but Purdy is in that, in that uh, conversation. He'll be the lowest drafted. If they win, he'll be the lowest drafted quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl to win one if they win. And um, so his, wow. his accomplishments are great. Um, now, of course, that's easy to say because he was the last guy in the draft. He was the last pick in the draft. So, uh, yeah, right. right but but it, when you think about it, um, that, that's a pretty big statement. So, so, And he's only in his second year. Yeah, I, he doesn't have the arm that Mahomes has, but it's good enough. And it's good enough to throw for 4,200 yards in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing or what kind of tools you got at your disposal. Uh, that's a lot of yards. That, that, that's a heck of a season.
1: Yeah, no, It it, it has been... <laughs> Very impressive. Um, Last question, and then we'll get to our final four. Is the person that has the most pressure on him in this game, Kyle Shanahan, uh, to get over the hump?
0: Well, he's due, right? I mean, he's been there now, and he's playing a team that he lost to after leading by 10, and that team had to come from behind in that fourth quarter and beat him a couple years ago. So that's clearly on their mind. And, uh, and I do think they're using that as motivation, by the way. I, I think a lot of players, you know, Bosa was a rookie on that team back in Super Bowl 54. Um, a lot of these guys weren't a part of that team, but there were a lot that were. And they remember it. And the head coach was, was the guy on that sideline on that afternoon and evening in Miami. And so he saw it unfold right before him and how it just fell apart. And he's been a part of some other blown leads in the Super Bowl. So when you say it, uh, and you start to go over. Well, you know what? What prompts you to ask that question? You start to kind of connect the dots, and you'd have to say, "Wow, you know, this th- this is a chance to prove himself here." And he's regarded as one of the best head coaches in the NFL. There's there's no doubt. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot in front of him. And you know, Andy Reid was maybe in that category too. He had taken a Philadelphia team and didn't get it, and then comes to Kansas City. I don't know if there was pressure on Reed because he had been before and not won. Um, but, um, you know, this question was probably asked about Reed. You know, is he, is he the greatest coach never to win a, a Super Bowl? And, and maybe Shanahan is close to being in that conversation. But I do think he's you know, hes taken his team to three straight NFC championships, four in the last five years. The, the guy's proven so much. And we know, right, Soren, it's razor thin. It, it's such a fragile thing to finally break through and get in the Super Bowl, let alone win it. So, um, you know, I, I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack because he's just done so much and done it well. And, and, and what he's done, getting his rookie quarterback up and running middle of last season and having him guide that team to the NFC Championship and then do it again this year, that's a heck of a job coaching. That, that's some, that's some pretty doggone good coaching. So I've got a lot of respect for him. And, and who the pressure's on in this game, you know, I don't know. I need to think about that a little bit more. We got a week to go, a little bit more than a week, and I, I need to think about it and 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 kind of just absorb all the stories that'll be written, have been written, and will be written coming up this week. And here's some real smart people's take on, you know, where these coaches are. There's a lot of talk about about you know where does Andy fit in the? Is he in the Mount Rushmore coaches? Well, been some pretty good ones: Lambeau and Hallis and Belichick and Shula you know, Gibbs, you know, Noel, I mean, there's, there've been some good ones, but I think Andy Reid is in that conversation. The record would tell you that what he's accomplished with two different franchises would tell you that, uh, you know, maybe he's developing the greatest quarterback the game's ever seen. That would tell you that. So, so we got a lot of fun things here to discuss. Um, and it, it, that's what makes this time of year. So great is, is that we can go a lot of different directions and a lot of things uh, are on the table in front of us. And, Let's, let's digest a few more things here before the end of the week, and maybe, as we're, as you say, we're throwing the bones next week in <laughs> Vegas. We can – I don't even know what that means, but it sounds good. I may have to use it in a game some way. I think – no oh, idea. you will make my day if you do.
1: You will make my yeah. day. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, they're throwing the bones now. What a gamble this is on fourth and five from their own 25. <laughs> I really love make it. make that thing sing. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, we're talking to the
1: great Kevin Harlan. Time for our final four brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you're playing sports, there aren't many things more important than playing your best. When a sports injury slows you down, see the experts who care for the Chiefs and the Royals. The University of Kansas Health System. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash medicine. Kevin, a special Vegas edition. Okay, Vegas edition. That's good. I'm gonna give Perfect. you a I'm gonna give you a show and you tell me what it is. Okay? All right. Okay?
0: You ready? <laughs> yeah.
1: We're gonna yep. start with Shinlin.
0: Uh I well, first first of all, I is it a ballet?
1: Ballet. Is, is it dancing? Ballet slash dancing.
0: Um
1: ballet slash dancing.
0: No. No,
1: no. Uh this this would be this would be a uh Lin is a magician and he actually won America's Got Talent. And so he is a magician. So uh strike one on that one. Strike one on that one.
0: Big, big That's all right, that's
1: all right. You you still got time. Let's go with yeah, yeah. Let's go with rouge. Do you know what rouge is?
0: Well, rouge could be something a woman puts on her face well, to, to give it that glow. Rouge can also be um, a cabaret show, okay. like like Moulin Rouge. Like, would that be? Am I am I right? Am I in the area? Is that is that, is that is that is that are we gonna so go, go with that for the
1: answer? Are we gonna go with that for your answer?
0: Well, I've I've given you you two answers, and I think I might be right on one of them at least. I I think, think yes. Hey!
1: Congratulations. Well done. Uh, Perfect for adults who love raunchy humor and plenty of gorgeous, scantily clad men and women. Rouge, the sexiest show in Vegas. Congratulations. Congratulations. You nailed it. You nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. I can
0: I can, I can confidently tell you right now I will not be going there. To-
1: <laughs> okay. How about
0: this? How about Tournament
1: of Kings?
0: Well, I'm guessing it's like uh something to do with maybe a competition uh oh, with okay. with games of chance poker, like I uh, like uh my my uh, mm-hmm. net. <laughs>
1: Mm, no, no. No. <laughs> no, no, best, no, Best best no, we can do. No, best no, best no. we can do? Yeah. yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No. What is that? Tournament of Kings what would, is would would of course be the dinner theater at the Excalibur where they joust and have sword fights and and all oh, that in yeah. a in a corral, yeah, yes. I've been by yeah.
0: that place. Okay. I've seen okay. that place. You know, and That's you and, is,
1: and you eat uh turkey right off the bone. Uh, you know, you die that That'll medieval style. There you go. I figured that would that would was
0: like you. doing that, that thing in Bonner Springs. What's that thing they have out there? It's that, a medieval uh, thing they got out Bonner Springs. Yeah, it must I be. Yeah, be
1: probably fun. similar. Probably similar thing. Okay. Whatever it is, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, you're, you're talking about um, um
0: <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Renaissance Festival. I know. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah re- Renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes,
1: it's down that road. Yeah. Yes, yes, very much yeah. so. Very much so. Okay. All right, finally, <laughs> uh, Kevin, Thunder Down Under.
0: Well, if you come off the airplane <laughs> in Vegas and you go down the escalator to go to your train to take you to baggage, <laughs> the thing you see, makes sure you like it's these what, 10 guys, and it's a male burlesque thing, and boy, it's right there, right, like it, it's the first thing, <laughs> it's the first thing to greet you in Vegas. Is you are getting off the plane and going to get your bags.
1: Yes, yes. I thought like okay, all right. right.
0: Just, just just to to be,
1: we want to be, we want to be accurate here. Um, It says uh, what happens in Vegas happens at thunder. There is nothing sexier than an Aussie storm and the kind of explosive thunder you feel down under in Las Vegas. It's raining men and lightning is striking nightly. At Excalibur Hotel and Casino, with a crack of a whip, you can saddle up for an intimate and seductive soiree with some of Australia's hottest exports. Kevin, think golden tans, smiles for miles, the kind of chiseled bodies you can grate your fantasies on. 100% true blue and the number one male review on the Las Vegas Strip. We breed them rough and tough with the cheeky boy-next-door charm. That makes hearts Holy melt smokes. and hands wander. Get under the stars, lose your inhibitions, and maybe your mind right. at the ultimate girls' night out back. There it is,
0: yeah. the thunder I, down. I, I don't know if I take my pet to something like that, <laughs> let alone myself. But I, 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 I can, I think fairly confidently say that I will not be going. Not, to okay, what okay thunder thunder, yeah. thunder, thunder down, down under. Now. thunder. I down. might go to not. Back Steakhouse, but okay. I'm not going down to watch. Right.
1: So it's not you're not anti Australia, just not going to this. Good enough.
0: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pro Australia. Uh, good night, and uh, all the I'm like I'm, I'm I'm all I'm all there. But uh, I love
1: it. <laughs> I love it, Kevin. You're the best. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next time. week. We got we
0: yeah we got end this show right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, outside. I will see you. I will see you a week from tonight in Las Vegas. Sounds good. Kevin
1: Harlan, the best of the business. You're the man, Kevin. We'll talk next week. All right. Safe travels, buddy.